podcast from Crew and Mike is, I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say. Two and a mic. Working on sustainability and the SDGs is something of a primary focus for me. I have for a very long time worked and argued in different ways for social justice, equality and respect. As the climate crisis became more and more evident, so did my need for understanding, engagement and education grow. As such, I have sought means and partnerships that will primarily teach me about many topics that are necessary in understanding the crisis and then devising and learning methods to pass on what I have learned. A part of that process is what brought Benny and the Spirit of Football and I together. I attended a workshop in Erfurt where we worked on a new project called Future Ball, which seeks to enhance awareness of the UN Sustainable Development Goals through the platform of Spirit of Football and their fun-packed, innovative and educational workshop methods. Here I speak with Benny, who talks about the development of Spirit of Football, its history, its present, and its immediate future. Thank you, Benny, for your time. Good luck with your work, Spirit of Football, and I look forward to working with you all in the future. Enjoy. I'm joined today by Benny from the Spirit of Football. Benny, how are you? I'm doing really well. Exciting times to work with Spirit of Football, and I'm really happy to be with you, Zach. Thanks for the invitation. We met for the first time last week at your fantastic uh, Future Ball uh, workshop, which we will talk about, obviously, um, in a bit more detail later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've known about the spirit of football for some time because Lena um, has already experienced some of the workshops that you do, some of the work that you do and so on. Um, and it was just a fantastic opportunity. So I'm really happy that you were you were free uh, to come and uh, talk with me. Um, do you want to just tell us a little bit of background about the spirit of football and so on, and also how you got involved? Yeah, um, my name is Benny Grunewald. Um, I'm German, 30 years of age, and working for Spirit of Football, I would say since 2015. So uh, Spirit of Football is a non-profit organization uh, founded in Spirit of, uh, in Erfurt in Germany, in the middle of Germany, and founded by like a crazy um, New Zealander. He's like his name is Andrew Aris. Unfortunately, you didn't met him because he's on the on the move right now. He's in Cambodia at the moment. I will talk about that later, but I believe. And Andrew Aris uh, is a former professional footballer and founded in kind of his in his master thesis the project Spirit of Football. So to the, the most important thing is about fair play, teamwork and respect. And he saw the, the lack of like this fair play aspects in this professional football where it's all about money and like Neymar transfers with 22 million of viewers. It's crazy. And he wanted to come back to the basics of football, which is, of course, in the streets, you see it, the, the respect, the, the fair play aspects of football and what he have done and evolved in this last uh, 17, 18 years is to get an, into an, like an education project about football in general. And uh, since like, I would say four or five years, focusing on sustainability as, as a motto and um, combine that with football, which we think is a really good opportunity. And uh, also we'll talk about that later on. And uh, after founding Spirit Football in 2005, it involved to like this kind of crazy little uh, NGO. Um, we have like eight people working full-time for Spirit of Football. And that's what we do most of our time is kind of doing uh, educational work. We do projects, we do like refugee helping, um, kind of social workers in our neighborhood. And we do international workshops and projects all over the world. and. Um, all under the motto is one ball, one world. And that's why this is our focus. 
and we'll probably talk about that in a in a second. And that's what we came from. Um, a little organization. Sometimes the people believe we are quite big, but as a matter of fact, we are only a little crazy group of people loving this loving football and loving the fair play aspect of that. And uh, not everyone loves football in in our organization. It's more or less this this uh, coming together and this team play, this teamwork. That's why we say teamwork makes the dream work. And um, that's spirit of football, you know. The spirit is what we everything brings together. Yeah, I mean, this is something which was really um, quite clear as well when we when when I first met uh, the group, at least. It's that okay, football's in the name, um, but it's it's the spirit which comes first, um, and yeah. you don't force the sport on anyone. Um, what you what you really do is you use football simply as an established mechanism uh, by which you can then introduce some of the other topics which are important. So obviously, as you said, fair play, um, but then as you've also taken on the SDGs, so all of the other yeah. um, sustainability targets, you know, gender, um, you've got um, obviously environmental sustainability issues um, and smart, innovative industrialization yeah. and some of these other topics. You, you, you brought them all together and football is this uh, this vehicle which you use to to promote these other topics. It's great the way that um, you've managed to unite these different elements uh, in the way that you have. Yeah, sometimes people are suspicious if this works and if they talk about it, we're going to, one of the core values or core methods we are using is fair play football, which is like a different sport, I would say. And uh, Zach, you played it in kind of a small version and we, unfortunately we didn't have the time to play it through completely, but uh, we played this since 15 years already. So um, it's it's a great opportunity to to play and it's with different rules. Everyone is a winner, more or less. Um, no losers, more, more to say. And it's a fun way. If, for instance, if somebody scores a goal, um, you do a celebration. And the goal scorer the, does like a crazy celebration. And everyone on the pitch, the opposite team, the own team, the fans, the referee, and even the the people walking by should imitate this. <laughs> should imitate this celebration. And we have crazy celebrations then. And um, there's no discussion about what kind of mistake happened to like, if you consider that goal. So that's that's really helpful, especially with kids and youth, to do that. And yeah, we love that game. We always combine it with music, um, and that's that's like helpful to create like a fair play atmosphere, like a positive atmosphere. And that's what we are also promoting: um, kind of positive way of thinking, positive way of living. That's. Yeah, it's great to to work with that, and it's it's a big honor for me to jump in that um, to get to know Spirit of Football. For instance, um, I started 2015 um, with Spirit of Football, and um, yeah, I didn't know what to do actually with myself. I was studying a little bit, but um, I love football since I was a little kid. But then I came up with Spirit of Football. We have like a seminar at the university here in this little city, Erfurt. And um, during that time, 2015, 16, there was the the like refugee crisis in in Europe. A lot of friends came over, and we met a lot of people. And the first thing which we could do was offering football and uh, offering our home, our office, for like events, for cooking and getting to know and learning language. Because in German bureaucracy, it's kind of challenging for a lot of people to get to this bureaucracy jungle to get to know and how how I even don't understand the this language. It's a special language. So <laughs> giving them the opportunity to come together to, to watch football, for instance, or cook, eat, uh, listen, listen to music, play music, um, that helped people a lot to like, to find something here in Germany and uh I would say like a lot of the people came to the came to the 15, 16 Mets build football. And because combining that with football, we offered football trainings. Uh, we offered still offering football uh, sessions every week for men and also for women, from for women, from women. So that's what we are doing um all day and light in, in effort. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and as you say, I mean, there's also this um, emphasis on fun. So uh, it's positive, but it, it's not just positive. It's fun. It's engaging. Um, people turn up and, okay. you know, you've got this sort of dancey element to it. As you said, this music, you get people to sort of come out of their shells, but in a very natural manner. Um, and, and I found that to be really inspirational. Um, and, and what's also interesting is, you know, as you said, you know, there, it's not just for 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 boys and men; it's for all, you know, all genders are welcome within yeah. the organization. Um, and what's cool is this: this you have this real sense of um, of a team spirit, even if people don't actually play football. Mm. They enjoy that spirit, that that team element. Um, so, I mean, what I miss most about football is. You know, the team, you know, the guys you go to the pub with and you enjoy that, you know, the, the conversation, the argument, the passion, the fun, the jokes and all of that. That's what I miss most about football. And and I think you develop that atmosphere with all of the people who uh, who take part. Yeah, thanks, though. It's a kind of a compliment, Zach. I would say you definitely understood what our values are. And I'm really happy that we could transport that to you and to all the other participants and um, I believe it's really important to be a, good, a positive role model in that. And we as Spirit of Football live that. Just not talking about sustainability, not talking about fair play. We try to be a role model for that. And uh, it's also helpful in workshops if we give 150% in that and um, it affects on the, the participants. And it's always like this, um, like 25% of the group is like football maniacs, the 75% or maybe 50% doesn't like football at all and 25 is like okay i watch the world cups but if we go there and explain that it's not about football it's about fair play and teamwork and uh, also focusing on the the sdgs and talking about important stuff why it's important to do something for the climate um that combine that with football is is, is a good tool and uh, yeah it's a really fun way to uh, talk about those topics in the workshop last week, you also mentioned that you adopted the the SDGs um, a few years ago. So obviously, the spirit of football existed before uh, this. The Sustainable Development Goals were, were released or published in 2015. Yeah. Um, so what what was it about the SDGs that you said to yourselves, okay, we want to take them on. We're going to make that um, a really big part of what we do. Yeah, I believe like a lot of people luckily understood now is that it's five minutes before 12 in terms of climate crisis. Um, and the best, we were thinking, what could we do? What could we offer? And what could we help to um, educate? And this is our main thing we could do is education um, out of the school system. So we do external school education. And Spirit of Football um, came up with like a partner organization, it's called REN, and they are focusing on, only on sustainability. And we were mostly focusing on team building, fair play, getting to know, and which is also kind of part of the sustainability development goals um, in the social way, social sustainability. But um, having that partner, we kind of created new workshop um, uh, content focusing on the SDGs, adapting our methods, which is team building, fair play football, theater methods, art methods. And um, for instance, sometimes we do like uh, speed dating. It's called SDG speed dating, speed dating, which is also a fun way to talk about those SDGs because um, yeah, that's kind of our way to these SDGs starting in 2019. And we always say we are not the experts in terms of climate crisis, um, CO2 emissions and what we could do but um, we saw the the importance of doing something doing at least something and uh, our we believe that education is the key education is the key to get everyone together to because education if everyone knows about the crisis and knows what we can do and we go there with some examples what everyone could do and after mostly like it's two days workshops, we kind of pledge, um, uh, everyone gives their own pledge to the climate or to the planet more or less. Um, so if you sign that ball, we have a special ball with us. Um, everyone will sign their name on that ball, but it comes with a pledge. And this pledge could be little things, but we believe little things have also an impact. For instance, uh, my pledge uh, on the last one and a half years is 
like only buying second-hand clothes. So this is my pledge, my personal pledge, and everyone um, has their own pledge. It could be like vegetarian, like go vegetarian two day, three days a week, or be vegan half of the time, or get vegetarian or something. So, um, Zach, can you tell me what your pledge was? You also pledged. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I pledged that, I mean, I'm already doing some of these things. So for me, yeah. it wasn't too much of a of a difficulty, but to yeah, continue to reduce my meat consumption. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, also to drink less uh, cow milk. So I'm drinking uh, oat milk, so half a yeah. mish. Um, and, but also buy local or regional food products, buy organic products, um, buy products which... Um, do not come with three kilos worth of plastic packaging. Um, so my pledge was to continue doing these things and where possible to further enhance uh, these things. So, um, yeah, I think it's important, as you say, little things. And if if everybody stops buying a certain product because there's so much plastic packaging, then the company which produces that good yeah. has to change the way that they produce their good, right? Definitely, yes. Yeah. And what we're also trying to do is not doing like, you have to do that, you have to do that. And this is so important. We're also trying to show them how like often when we're working in the rural areas, they working or they have like regional products, they buy a lot of, they do a little good things for sustainability, but they don't even know. And in Germany, it's like this, that sustainability is always uh, often have some negative aspects um it's in the media a lot uh, to, for instance this people um going to, on the streets with um with their fingers on the streets and i don't know um yeah it's always often negative scene and having and trying to get them a positive aspects of sustainability because yeah and with football you can catch them and that's that's why we say it's really good to combine that yeah, I think that's an important point, actually, because um, a lot of people are resistant to doing something for climate change because they it's inconvenient or it's an extra sacrifice or, eh, but I want to be free to do what I want. I don't want somebody to tell me that I have to drive a smaller car or I should get the, get the train or this. Um, and so, as you say, for a, a lot of time, people are a little bit resistant to this, but um when they get involved when they really see that you know actually okay it sounds like a big sacrifice but it isn't yeah. necessarily it's actually quite easy to achieve um and then and it could be fun yeah because you also get this feeling that you're contributing you've got something to add to the argument you're saying you know i'm actually doing something that helps the planet and yeah, and and the way in which this uh, th this whole thing is presented as you say you don't force anybody to do anything um but you yeah. educate motivate and inspire um and i think you know for example when you're if you're running if you're running back to defend when you're on a football pitch yeah. um when your teammates say to you come on come on get back you run that little bit more yeah. um and, and i think that's the kind of friendly motivation uh that comes out for other people to do you know to take these little steps yeah working as a team also it's that's that's how it is. Um, if we combine a lot of things with the football pitch, and we have some methods also uh, having the position uh, positions on the field combined with how you act on in terms of sustainability, but yeah, only as a team it makes fun. Is it is fun, and then we can continue. And yeah, also what we are trying to do at the moment is um, a project called the ball. Um, we are every four years on a big journey. And every four years since 2002, we do this journeys, we call it uh, the ball, which is more or less the um, Olympic torch of football, we call it. And uh, every four years, we go to the World Cup, 2002 to uh, Japan and South Korea, 2006 to Germany, 2010 to South Africa, 2018 to Russia. And the last World Cup was in Qatar, as uh, you might know. And uh, for the first time ever, we decided to kind of changed also our habits and um, we were as we said focusing nowadays on sustainability as a topic so uh, where we could not 
uh, go to Qatar. So we kind of boycotted Qatar and it's the first time ever, because we're also focusing on SDG number five, which is gender equality. Um, we, we went to the, or we are on the way to the Women's World Cup, which is in New Zealand and Australia at the moment. And it's kind of different than other journeys because talking about sustainability and, and then traveling a lot isn't doesn't make any sense at all because as everyone knows, hopefully um, traveling causes a lot of CO2 emissions, is, has a big impact on, on the climate. That's why we kind of um, didn't have one ball. We normally have one ball with thousands of people signed their names on the ball. It's the first time ever we have kind of brothers and sisters of uh, a ball, of the ball. And uh, we kind of send those um, balls via mail to partner organizations all over the world. And they could do their own workshops. Um, we kind of guided them online, give them some tips and hints, but they should do their own projects. And they did like uh, cleanups in Frankfurt, for instance. We did uh, workshops, uh, beach cleanups. We have some um, cl cloth exchange projects and it could be really different and diverse. And that's what we are doing right now. At the moment, we are um, kind of... The, come back to the basics of the ball because we are on the way to New Zealand and uh, we flow over, always um, compensate kind of. That's a little things we could do, kind of compensating those CO2 emissions. But uh, they are in Taiwan, in Kambodja, Bali, and on the way to uh, New Zealand. So this, this ball will again make it to the World Cup, but for the first time ever to the Women's World Cup. And... Uh, I was lucky enough to take part in the, the journey 2018, where we traveled four months from London, always London, the origin of football, towards the Football World Cup. And we went to Russia 2018. And I was lucky to be the ball, main ball carrier. So I was sleeping with the ball, keeping an eye on the ball, and should hopefully not lose the ball. And yeah, there if, if you travel with the ball and uh, travel to so many countries where you don't even speak the language of uh, those probably in countries, but you speak the language of football. And uh, that's that what kind of where our origin is from, from the basics of football. And you see that in, in the journeys we did and that's this power, this um, this spirit we um, get in these journeys and we take back to, to Germany, to our workshops and trying to yeah pass that energy on to in Germany to, to students here to um, yeah, get this positive aspects of football back and uh, yeah if you compare it to other countries in the world the the football is such a massive thing there in other countries in germany i believe it's uh it's kind of diverse a little bit because we have so many other sport activities but we've been to uh, like 25 african countries in the ball 20 2010 journey and they live live football it's all over the all over the place and everyone speaks and plays football, um, even barefoot and this kind of stuff. We I could talk ages about those ball journeys, but this is kind of um, little things we are doing. And every four years we do these journeys, but our main work is in Erfurt in Germany. And yeah, education is then the key. But this is what is stands out, stands out what is like special for us, having those Olympic torch of football with us. And talking about that and at the moment there's the the journey and if you like to follow that journey uh for instance for of insta uh, on instagram spirit of football we have amazing footage of us with the ball because if you go if you uh, walk around everyone you see that massive it's like a regular football but signed by thousands of people with colorful uh, pens pencils and uh, yeah everyone's sees that ball, smiles and want to sign sign the ball and wants to understand that ball. And yeah, it's it's uh yeah, crazy, crazy story about that. Yeah, I mean there are as you say, I mean, there's a lot of sort of social media uh coverage um with regards to the work that Spirit of Football does and also this the the ball voyages. So I, I will obviously put some links um in the uh the, the podcast notes so that people can click on there and find you everywhere that uh where that you are um but i mean this part of the the travel that you do so i mean one of the sdgs is reduced inequalities and yeah. 
Um, one way in which people can achieve the reduction of inequality is by understanding diversity, by coming into contact with different cultures, with different ways um, and different kinds of people. Um, and so and so I, I think even though, of course, there is uh, an associated CO2 footprint with that, but you're also um, educating yourselves um, on how people perhaps work in Africa and the Central African republics and uh, and the different kinds of, um, uh, I suppose, cultural unique approaches that they have uh, yeah, to the sense of community, of to football yeah. and so on. Yeah, and also, in like, as I said, I was working for Spiritual Football since 2015 and um, during that time, a lot of people had, uh, as they, actually they still do, have prejudices about refugees in general. And um, because we have refugees, a lot from Syria, from Iraq and Afghanistan. And um, yeah, what, what what you are doing is like a lot of people they who have prejudices never talk to a refugee, kind of. They never met a refugee or talked about them and... Um, it's kind of it's crazy thing that in in the bigger cities where a lot of people where a lot of refugees are, um, the less prejudices are there. So, for instance, we have a method. It's called a module pictures in the head, and we show a picture of of someone, and for this in for example, this is Ahmed, and the in this picture which only show the picture, and we ask the the, the student group or the participants, what kind of what comes into your mind? Where what's his name? Where what what kind of music does he listen to? Is he engaged? Uh, how many kids does he have? Um, where does he come from? And uh, how tall he is? And what kind of the, all the, the biography that what you can see in the picture because you have your pictures in the head and all the prejudices. And they like for instance, some people say he's like a kebab kebab man, for instance, something something like that. And after that, um, we talk about where prejudices come from. Is it always bad to have prejudices? It's not. Uh, everyone has prejudices, but you have to think of where does it come from and um, talk about that. And at, when we finish that talk and, the, the, for instance, Ahmed comes in and it's kind of this wow effect that they're like, what the actual, what, they, what did we say? And uh, it's a cool method to reduce these uh, prejudices and also get to know a lot of people. And yeah, that's that's also what we're trying to do when one of the core methods we are using is this kind of pictures in the head. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and mm. it also helped that we traveled to so many countries also for my view on the world because I had the opportunity to work in, in refugee shelters and in so many countries. Yeah, I believe I believe that we all also benefit from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to compliment that uh, the you know, pictures in your head approach, because um, as you say, we all have these unconscious biases where we see something yeah. and then before we even really have time to think, our mind has already made uh, a biased association. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad, actually, because everyone has that. And uh, you you can't uh, shut down your brain because you always it also helps to. Uh, work and that your brain works kind of you have to do that but thinking of is it really good and what is it is it right or what can we do against it so uh, one approach would be talking about those per with this persons and uh, getting to getting know getting to know them so yeah yeah no absolutely and uh, there are a number of um, statements uh, that I've read from people from different cultures who say look you know, if a child um, is on a bus and they see, for example, a black person for the first time and uh, the child says, oh, mom, look, that person's black. Yeah. Um, then the, the parent, you know, the father or the mother should not say, shh, don't say that. Uh, they should say, yeah. You know, and there are many different kinds of people on this planet and, you know, and, and engage with them, talk with them, let them understand, let them develop. Um, so, you know, we, we should open up um, the, the opportunities to communicate rather than being afraid of difference because there's there's no we shouldn't be afraid of differences we should embrace these differences yeah yeah of course and that's what we also say it's like one ball one world everyone on the world is we are living on this one blue planet together and we all drink water we all uh that's that's what our spirit is and we should definitely be more open to for everyone and unfortunately um and especially in the last recent years it's 
I would say it's getting in the, the wrong direction with all this Republicans and populists coming up. And yeah, but uh, that's why we are trying to get a like a positive uh, aspect of people. And uh, yeah, you know, people are people and human are humans and you don't see like uh, skin color or see um, any backgrounds. And that's what's, what's so cool on the football pitch because you are you're 11 against 11 and it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter about your age, how much money you have in your bank account or what car you're driving. And what, so it doesn't even matter. And it's, it's a good thing. That's kind of the, the origins of football. And that's what we're also focusing on with spirit of football. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, as you say, I mean, I, I love this concept of one ball, one world. Um, and and you really drummed this into us at the at the workshop. Um, and and the workshop that we we met at last week had a very yeah. specific. It's a kickoff. Uh, it was a kickoff workshop. Do you want That's to talk right, yeah. about the, the the new project that you've got going forward? I, I would love to. I would love to. Um, the the project is called Future Ball um, Education and Football in terms of sustainability. Uh, but it's a it's a workshop as a like a project what we're doing in Germany in but all over Germany, more or less, um, because next year, the, the European Championship you uh, will be in Germany. So after 2006, another big football tournament in Germany. And there, the DFB, which is the German Football Federation, is focusing on sustainability as a topic. And it said it should be the, the most sustainable work, um, tournament of all time. <laughs> and also what, we're, what their funding is like, workshops and uh, education about sustainability in football so i believe um, we kind of um, approach to them and they said they're going to fund us and so they funded this project luckily and uh, they, the kickoff was last week and i was really happy that you and other crazy cool uh, people from all over germany took part in that and the idea is that we go to um, stadiums for instance in in all over germany there's a um, we have a cooperation with Leonard Stadion, which is a, like a classrooms inside stadiums, inside Bundesliga stadiums. And we go there for one day in the stadium and one day in the, in the school itself. And we're going to talk about sustainability in football. For instance, what the this football club, for instance, Erbe Leipzig, big club not far from Erfurt, is doing in terms of sustainability. And we encourage the students to like go through the, the stadium and see is there any chance what we can do better in terms of sustainability, for instance, like heating, for, uh, like um, lights, LED lights or some small things. And they should check that. And we also teach them about the impact football has itself because football is the biggest sport in the world. Um, every week, uh, like for instance, the football like the World Cup is watched by, I don't know, 3 billion of people around the world. Um, the stadium capacity of Borussia Dortmund is 90,000 people and every one of them has to get to the stadium somehow by train, by uh, airplane, somehow and they're traveling and this has a big impact on climate and that's what's, what I didn't know how big that impact is and that if football changes and if the football um like bundesliga and big clubs changes too so it has a big impact on on the also the people on also the fans because if they see what what is possible and that football can play a role and i believe that all uh at every part of the world nowadays has to focus on sustainability and uh, also football has to play the role in terms of sustainability. And uh, yeah, that it's focusing on that, also focusing on facts, how worse we are treating the planet um, in terms of mobility, in terms of clothing, in terms of food, and also the impact of um, meat consumption in, in, in general. And also, so we kind of focus on facts Focusing on also team building, fair play, this kind of spirit football methods, which uh, are kind of evolved in the last 15 years. Um, and this kind of round up to like a crazy two day workshop. Um, we've at the end having the, the time to have an open space 
for the kids to involve their own kind of little projects, what they should want to do in their environment. So, um, and then they can assign a ball, which is kind of the future ball, which will travel through the um, European champion through, through Germany during the European Championship. So we're gonna do a bicycle tour through Germany, and yeah, getting everyone together, signing that ball, and it will travel to the opening, like the twelve cities, but also rural areas that everyone should take part in that. And yeah, I believe it's not only focusing on the big stadiums. So for instance, we have an upcoming workshop in in Germany in a little town and we will go to like local football clubs because also local football clubs can do something, can um, change their habits. And what is challenging, I would say, is like in terms of football, um, the, the fans, of, a, lot, a lot of fans are really skeptical about sustainability in, in general. Um, it's also my experience in, in my neighborhood here and also with my club that some yeah, don't think that's possible that football can change, but we think it's possible. And um, for instance, little solar panels on the roof of your local football club can um, decrease your the, the the amount you have to pay for your your um, energy. And this kind of little things could have an impact. We are getting there with some positive uh, examples. For instance, um, part of that is like um, this kind of. Uh, Forest Green Rovers from England, which is, they say themselves, to the greenest football club in the world. Also, like Guinness World Records said that. And there's there was one guy, um, part of that, he's kind of a, he founded the Forest Green Allgäu, which is like a fan club, German fan club of that English football team. And also fan clubs could change and could change the habits. And yeah, that was really empowering also for us to see that. I don't know. What do you think of uh, of Julian from Forest Green Algoy? I was really, yeah, surprised what their plans are. Yeah, um, and I mean, he does. I think a lot of this is also on a voluntary basis. But um, definitely, yeah. the I, I was very impressed because um, I had never really. Obviously, I'm aware of fan clubs, and I'm aware where that fans in some clubs have more influence than others. But um, what I was impressed with was this entire um, effort to bring fans um, to actually try to make a change, which is not simply related to the football club, but also related to the community, to society, and also, you know, to the, to the bigger project of sustainability. Um, because fans can make a very big difference directly themselves. Um, I mean, at Forest Green Rovers, I think they introduced the, the food on match day. It's, it's vegan or vegetarian, isn't it? No, it's vegan. It's vegan. It's completely vegan. Oh, so completely they don't sell vegan, any yeah. meat at uh, Forest Green Rovers. You know, a fantastic concept. Um, and, and the fans accept it, obviously. They're, they're quite happy, aren't they? They are, yeah. I've, um, I have to be there one time. Um, luckily, <laughs> the, the founder of... Oh, no, um, I don't know if he's the founder. No, he's kind of the, the brain behind Forest Green Rovers. He also signed the ball in uh, 2022 in, in London, I believe. But um, but we have also examples in Germany, like Inter Berlin is a is example, or as for Babelsberg, they also only sell vegan vegan food, and yeah, I believe it takes it will take some time, um, but it's not always to show the the good examples. It could also be that you have the the option to choose the vegan option, at for instance in football clubs, and normally it's like this: you only have a. a price as a vegan option or vegetarian <laughs> option so it's in the yeah football is a lot about tradition and traditional wise and we, we do it like 100 we have to do it like the last 100 years yeah but yeah, also we show that if we do continue like that we can't play football in the next 100 years also in, in this atmosphere here in, in Europe so gonna get hotter and hotter and the pitches will get worse and worse and yeah and we see that also at right now that there's those big climate issues like for instance in in like one year ago we had this massive flooding in the southwest germany and also yeah crazy that will happen 
more more often unfortunately and we have to deal with that and yeah there isn't i don't know the the facts about that but um if we like spend a lot of money now on sustainability it will get cheaper for us if we keep it like this because the impacts of this crazy uh, climate um, actions, um, for instance, um, floodings, heatings, probably cost us more money than it would cost now, despite its massive amount of money we have to um, put in there. And it's also, I would say, it's um, will the, the politicians have to deal with that and have to focus more and more on that and how important it is to do something now. And not always say... Uh, you as a as an individual have to do that and also like big companies not only do greenwashing also have to do some big impacts on that and yeah that's just one second one one sentence about that and yeah um sometimes kind of challenging for me to talk about that in english but uh, i i believe you understand what you're, I no you're doing a great job you're doing a great <laughs> job i don't even have to say anything uh benny but no no you're you're absolutely right um you know we we need to obviously invest in systems which can allow us to be more sustainable when we encounter these kinds of um, you know, weather, um, sort of extreme weather conditions and events. I mean, one example um, to talk, just to highlight what you said there, um, you know, nowadays, large office buildings come also with, um, you know, a, a sort of a, a sprinkler system to help put out fires when fires are detected. Yeah. You know, I mean, people could say, oh, but that sprinkler system, that costs an extra 200,000 euros. You know, why do we need to do it? Well, the reason why you need to do it is because if there is a fire and the entire building burns down, then the additional cost is what, 10, 20, 30, 40 million. Yeah. But the, the cost of bringing in something like a sprinkler system is a lot less than risking the danger of what happens and i think this is comparable with this it is mm -hmm. now we as you say communities will have to deal with flooding with hurricanes with typhoon um with earthquakes um and with any with heat obviously um you know all of these different environmental factors which can affect us if we can introduce a cost uh, investment which will help us to deal with those things now as you say, the future, um, we will save a lot. Uh, unfortunately, it's like sometimes that's also when we talk about climate crisis, it's demotivating, actually. And it's frustrating because um, all the scientists, like 99.9% .9 are totally sure that what we're doing is like little little things we could do. and uh, But that's why we are trying to say also positive aspects and trying to be positive and having hope <laughs> even it's kind of challenging for us and um but it's important to do something right now and the faster the better yeah absolutely um and also just one one of the the final sdg number 17 is partnerships um and as you mentioned um in germany you are working with um, an organization called ren um, yeah. But you've also got, um, you know, contact or you've established contact and relationships with other organizations, too. Um, so you know, it's, you know, the SDG uh, platform is, is 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 a fundamental part of the way you do work. How, how easy is it for Spirit of Football to develop these partnerships? And I imagine it's once you've established these partnerships, I mean, from what I saw as well last week, it's really fun, isn't it? You live these partnerships with the with the people you work with. Yeah, definitely, and that's what it should be about. Because as as you mentioned earlier on, we only have to. It's important to work as a team, and then it's more fun, and you get energy from those participants, and you give them energy um, from those partner organizations, and only as a team it should work because. We come back to this one ball, one one world, or one ball, one planet. Uh, there's there's no opportunity to go to another planet. We only have this uh, one planet, and we all have to work together on this um, big challenge we are facing right now. Probably the biggest challenge uh, humankind ever had. So um, to to save that planet because we all love that we love this planet and love the nature. We love the the animals and also the human people and yeah 
we see this is uh, so freaking important to do that at the moment. And yeah, we do it with football because that's what we can do. Um, we are not scientists. We are not experts in terms of climate um, crisis or um, climate facts. But yeah, it's urgent and working with partners and also getting them on, on, on the right track. Because for instance, this uh, partnership with this uh, Bundesliga stadiums, there's school classes called Lernortstadion. Um, they do a lot of good work, a lot of stuff. But um, most of the people, most of the content is not about sustainability. And that's also what my co-trainer um, said, Nadja, that it's not all about changing the content, but getting sustainability in this content kind of as part of that and focusing in every aspect. And because in every aspect nowadays, sustainability should be an aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there are sometimes there are easy ways to introduce sustainability um, into projects, into the way organizations work. And sometimes it's a bit more fundamental. Maybe they have to change the entire organizational culture. Maybe they have to change their structure. Maybe they have to reroute some of their funding. Maybe they have to cancel some some projects. A, a lot of organizations operate in different fields in different ways. And so the SDGs can either be easy or a bit more complex. However, um, the reality is that at some point, we have to face those SDGs. We have to face the responsibilities which are yeah. which are looking at us. It's better if we make a decision to work together with other organizations and to solve these problems together yeah. rather than waiting until it is too late and trying to bring something back when it's already passed. So you know, this is really the issue, getting ready for what might come. Definitely, definitely. And it's not enough to say, um, like, um, working on technical solutions will help us through the crisis. It, we will definitely have to also focus on these technical aspects and what our like progress can do. But also reducing our CO2 emissions right now is one of the major solutions of coming to like a two degree um, target. So goal. But yeah. We will don't know what the future brings, but maybe future ball will have a little impact on that. Um, hopefully in education and hopefully in educate kids and youth about the, this this topic and that ca football can play a role in that and um, does it doesn't always have to be negative and positive and yeah for the love of sport we have to save the planet kind of. And um, so just one final question for yeah. you. So, I mean, you've, uh, as you mentioned before, you are, you work outside of the school system, but also with school kids and so on. Yeah. Um, how can other schools contact you to try to either get a workshop going or, you know, to get the discussion going with Spirit of Football? Or how can anybody contact you to try to understand a bit more about what you do? Yeah, uh, for instance, I have an email, which is really simple. My name is Benny, so Benny at spiritoffootball.com. Or DE, doesn't matter. Or, or on a website, spiritoffootball.de. This is a German website. Also, we have an English website from our colleagues from, from England. Um, this would be the easiest part to contact us. There's a, like, a form you could fill out. And I would love to do workshops in your neighborhood, in your environment. It could be with a local partner could be with the school and uh, the good thing about that is it's for free because we have that big funding from the dfb foundation so we could uh, organize that and we go, go there and do like a two-day workshop and to talk about sustainability in football and yeah hopefully they kind of create their own um, idea and i own project out of this two-day workshop and we will talk about that in a couple of weeks later if, if it had an impact and even if it's just some like facts about the climate crisis or facts about SDGs in general is is helpful I would say yeah absolutely and um you, you're if I'm not mistaken you're about to go on a bit of a trip aren't you now somewhere yeah I'm lucky that uh because we have a long-term partnership with the Friedrich Ebert Stiftung which is a foundation in Germany and um We've been to Georgia 2018, and uh, luckily they 
wanted to have to have us back back, and we are taking a sister ball of the ball which is currently on the way to New Zealand, and we will leave it in Georgia because we're gonna do like a five day workshop in Georgia with similar to the workshop you did in Erfurt. It's like a two day training of trainers and a two day workshop with uh, youth kids. So those workshop participants in the TOT get to know our methods and then we're going to do like a two-day workshop with kids and they should also teach it kind of we we supervise it so kind of also what we are the idea we are doing the, the methods we are doing there's no copyright on that we will try to spread it because we believe it's they're good methods and um, helps a lot of people so if they want to use it they could use it in their environment and yeah we're going to do it in, in Tbilisi and in rural areas of uh, Georgia. And we're going to continue to travel to Armenia and uh, we're going to do like a similar workshop in Armenia, again, TOT and workshop uh, also in a little town called Stepanovan. And I'm really looking forward to do that because I've never been to Armenia. I was lucky enough to be in Georgia because Georgia, uh, the, the people are so nice. Um, the the landscape is incredible and uh, yeah the hospitality of the, the the people in Georgia is out of this world and the wine is not bad so <laughs> it's uh, a win win uh, I've, I've really I've been there 2018 and it was probably the best country I've been on this journey and I'm really looking forward to to go there and again to say that because we are flying there and also um, we're gonna compensate that with atmosphere some at least little money to compensate but yeah as you might know compensating is not enough but it's at least the only thing we can do and yeah that's what we are focusing on the next two weeks i'm flying on sunday or we are flying on sunday like uh, one day one week in armenia and one week in georgia so really looking forward to do that and also doing this workshop in, in germany and for the next one out here so yeah, keeping the spirit alive, you know. Fantastic, yeah. And obviously there'll be videos and pictures uh, of your trip in, in Armenia and Georgia on social media too, right? So we'll be able yeah, to follow you football, as you go. Yeah, Spirit of Football on Instagram, or Spirit of Football um, on Facebook, YouTube. And yeah, you can follow us if you'd like, if you want to see my face, not only my voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it'll be so, great. great wonderful um benny thank you so much for taking the time out i know you're extremely busy especially as you say you've got you're going uh, on quite a long trip on sunday you've got to prepare for that so i really appreciate your time um yeah and i look forward to seeing you in the future for more workshops and maybe some more podcasts too so thank you very much <laughs> thank you so much Zach. i really appreciate your time also that you participated in that workshop uh, Hopefully we enlightened you a little bit and you learned a little bit of our methods and you keep the spirit also true and stay on the ball. Have a great one, Zach. Two, 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 and a mic.